You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. So Mike has to finish stripping. Yes, folks, and that's the way we'll start <laughs> Geekiest Show Ever. Episode 267, Elisa asking Mike to strip. So uh, No, I'm asking him if he has to finish stripping. And I'm just saying that I'm not responsible for any uh, uh, mental traumas that this conversation has just caused with people. I'm not li- held liable. Yes, you are. You signed a what? You signed an agreement that you're liable for anything that that you do or the rest of us do. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what <laughs> right. you signed it with. <laughs> sure. Oh, good lord! I'm res- well. Just I'm, I was raised in Wisconsin Lutheran. I feel guilty for everything. Well, so that's I good. Probably am. Right. No, yeah, that's no, perfect. Right. You should feel guilty for everything. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, folks, we we have a uh, we were going to have Melissa, but she's in puppy puppy paradise at the moment, uh, and plus she's been traveling. So Melissa has a new puppy that um, she has to train, and that's part of the reason I don't have dogs because I don't want to deal with that kind of crap. So. <laughs> It's easier just to take a cat, set it in the litter box. Cat goes, oh, okay, I get it. And that's the end of it. Well, unless you do like we did. And we got, uh, I've mentioned my uh, dog Molly on here a few times. She's just right over here uh, in the chair beside me. Uh, she was like supposed to be four years old when we got her. She was a, uh, a rescue dog. And we had to do a little bit to get her to understand the way we do things. But it wasn't too bad. So Did we just break something? No, I'm sitting here. Nervous habit. I, I play around with things I have on my desk here. So I put the clothespins down because, you know, wonka, 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 wonka. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I, I fiddle with that, and I had a uh, letter opener. It looks like a switchblade knife that I just dropped on the floor. Oh, well, I'm glad you said you fiddle with things on your desk. I'm, you know, That's glad. why I threw it in there. And you know, I was going to, uh, I mentioned to Kevin earlier before we started podcasting, we was able to finally get the whole crew together for uh uh, sci-fi tech talk and it was one of those we was doing Barbarella and you know uh, that show lends itself to double entendres without even talking uh, without even trying so poor Julie uh, you know uh, she was I was playing the role of Kevin and she was playing the role of Mike so she'd say things and she said something about we're going to get down to the meat of this issue and I said you do realize this is Barbarella we're talking about don't you uh, <laughs> So we just let the innuendos flow. And sometimes they just wrote themselves. You just couldn't help it. You just would say something. You went, really, did I just say that about that that show? So, yeah, if, if people want to hear, you know, uh, a little role reversal here and me be Kevin and torture people, um, you can uh, go over to Geeky Show. I'll get or to uh, Sci-Fi Tech Talk. We are on Geeky Show. I'm getting my plug in early. So there you go. Yeah, Mike's plugging himself and can't figure out how to do it correctly. So <laughs> While he's stripping. Yeah, he's stripping and plugging himself, so... Oh, Lord. How appropriate, since this is the anniversary of the goo. That's this right. true. Yes, it it's was. It's a goo-aversary. Uh, was it yesterday, day before? I can't remember exactly when. Is when I took the picture of the infamous goo on my radio... I better specify before people think I'm shooting goo all over the inside of my... Uh, no, the, the serious radio was playing a song by the L.A. Guns called uh, Kiss My Love Goodbye, and all you could see was Kiss My Love Goo. So, yeah, it's, it's grown from there. It's a, you know, a legend was born from inconspe- uh, uh, inauspicious uh, beginnings, and it's taken on roots, and it's grown, and it's just you know gooing all over the place. I'm just happy you used inauspicious correctly. Uh, yeah, I try to say words once in a while and actually have them mean things that they you know probably actually do mean. Well, that word of day calendar I got you was 
very appropriate, I see. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, Oz done learn a few things there. So My calendar is a gesture of the day. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. Mine's only got one gesture. So, yeah, you know. Well, I'm, we're almost through July, and so far that's the only gesture it's shown. <laughs> I'm giving up games with Game of Thrones for this. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Well, okay, you know, Game of Thrones is they're known for their nudity, so I can, you know, if that'll make you feel better. So, oh, chick you out, wow, wow. No, not, not <laughs> no. really. <laughs> God, uh, what, a, what a what a deer in the headlight. Uh, uh, Alyssa's going. No, no, so. thank you, thank you. No, no, I'm good. Yeah, okay, sorry. Right. Well, before we go too far, because it's actually going to lead into a topic, um, we'll give the world famous weather report. It's been. Uh, very hot and humid. I mean, it's going to be in the low 80s most of this week. So, and the humidity's way up. I mean, I think it's in the 60s and 70 percentile. So, I mean, even at those temperatures, it feels like it's freaking unbelievably hot. And we're we're getting rain and thunderstorms on a seems like a couple three times a day now because of the uh, the weather. So, yeah, it's it's been kind of miserable. But uh, I was going to mention the fact, and then I'll let Lisa and Mike talk about their weather forecast. I decided to go to the outside yesterday. Big mistake. Ooh, uh, Big mistake. I should have known better. Is it like better. the upside down? It was worse. It was worse than the upside down. And oh people, my. five points for anybody other than the host that know that reference. <laughs> so we'll just put it out there. Um we, there was a car show here in town, and it's uh, my father-in-law's birthday, so we were going to go to the car show, then go over and have dinner with them. My wife had made a big dish of lasagna and all this stuff, one of his favorite things. Plus, you know, we've done enough cookouts this thing this year so far for different uh, holidays and things like that. But I got over to the car show yesterday, and I mean, it was in the mid-80s. And then the humidity was about 72 or 73%. And I'm like, I parked the truck. I started to walk across the parking lot. By the time I got to the far side of the parking lot, I was like, geez, oh, flip. It doesn't even feel like I took a shower. I mean, I'm just dripping with water. So I walked back, and I found, I finally found a shade tree. I sat down under the shade tree for a few minutes cooled off a little bit then i started the process of trying to find my family because they had driven separately and this this is the car show was on this big uh colonial estate that's here around town and it covers like 300 acres so i i just i kept missing them and i'm walking around the car show and i'm going i'm getting sick and tired of this so i finally said i give up i walk back to the truck well as i go back to the truck and I start to leave. I see them coming down the hill from from the uh, museum they'd visited, which is also part of this estate. I'm going, oh, shit. But they'd had enough of the car show at that time, too. So I said, fine, I'll meet you guys at home. I came home. I was sweating. I had the shakes. I felt like I was going to vomit. I was like, ah, mm. oh, this is just too much. So we all took I had something to eat because I don't think I'd eaten anything all day at that point. So I ate something. Then I went and took a nice cool shower and cooled down. Everybody else took a shower because we were all sweaty. And then we got in the van and went to go over to my in-laws. And my in-laws were only about five, seven miles away. I fell asleep between here and there. I was so worn out. I got over to their house. I said, 
I'm going to go back here with my and watch a little TV for a few minutes. I went back there and just sat down in a wooden chair, and I fell asleep sitting there in the wooden chair. I was so exhausted and stuff from the heat. It was just unfrickin' believable. I the, the heat almost killed me yesterday. I had enough outdoors to last me the rest of this summer and most of next summer. I'm just frickin' done with the weather, so... So, so I suppose asking you to come over here and help us put the uh, playground equipment together at the uh, elementary is out of the question then, too. Pretty much, yes. Because <laughs> uh, uh, it was a couple weeks ago now, I think, uh, I was helping the elementary custodian put uh, playground equipment together. And it was like 80, 90 degrees, something like that. I forget what it was. And I got sick the next day. My stomach was kind of upset. And I think maybe I wasn't drinking as much water as I should have. And I probably um, – I tend to snack some and I didn't uh, probably eat that when we were doing that. So I think just a number of things kind of just threw me off. And, you know, so I don't usually get, uh, oh, I can get uh, heat stroke or not heat stroke, but heat you know, exhaustion. exhaustion. Yeah. Uh, and even last week, uh, Thursday, we went to uh, uh, Watertown to buy a bunch of stuff for the school. And all we did was walk around Menards, which is a big lumber or, home improvement center in another place and we spent four or five hours but man i got home that night and i was just dog tired we weren't doing you know physical work but we were inside this big store and doing a bunch of other stuff and unloading stuff and uh i think it was just enough and i work harder than that at work but i think it's just the that sort of activity and the heat and all that kind of stuff just it drained me but um this week, um, right now we're at, oh, about 70 degrees or thereabouts uh next week um Maybe uh, creeping up to 90s by Tuesday, but then it looks like, oh, 70s, 80s, the rest of the week, somewhere in there. Um, and I kind of hope we don't get any rain for a little bit. That's something you don't want to say in South Dakota too often. But they're doing um, uh, air conditioning work at the high school up there, so they have to punch holes through the roof, and they didn't get them sealed up real good. And uh, one of the uh, the lawn mowing lady uh, called me and said that one of the rooms, the carpet was wet, which isn't a problem because they're going to replace it tomorrow, but I just didn't want them to go in there and have the floor wet and say, we can't put glue down on a wet floor. So I sucked the water up and tried to dry it off the best I could. So, yeah, I just hope it holds off until they can get some holes sealed and, you know, some of that stuff. So, yeah, the perils of flat roofs and weather and so. Dakota. Yeah, Mike needs to get his hold sealed, so please hold off on the weather. Yeah, while I'm stripping. So yes, yeah, okay, stri while he's stripping. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, he needs to get his hold sealed while he's stripping. Alisa, how's the weather been for you? <laughs> it's been a crappy summer, I gotta tell you. <laughs> it's only been about 80. Today was not a pool day. It was it was only about 78 degrees and overcast and cloudy the whole day. Right now, it says the high tomorrow and Tuesday. 67. Wow. Oh, that sounds beautiful. <laughs> it's 74 right now. The high is 67 and rain. Now, according to this, it says rain should be getting around midnight. But if you look at the weather app, it's been pushing it later and later and later. It was supposed to start at 7. Then it was supposed to start at 9. Then it was supposed to start at 10. Now it says midnight. In other is words, it, really it can't make rain? up its mind. Yeah, whether it's really going to rain after all, who knows? Because when I just looked at the radar, there's no rain in sight. I don't know. But it's still, it's going to be cold. I mean, I'm actually going to have to wear pants when I go to a concert on Tuesday instead of shorts. 60 but, degrees uh, and you have to wear pants? It's going to be cool. Well, it's nighttime. Yeah, but that's still hot. And it's and it's open air. It's not inside. It's open air. Well, that would do, No, 
I'm sorry. But next week, but next week for Classic East, it's supposed to be in the mid 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 to high 80s. All right, that's that would require just wearing a thong for me to sit through a concert <laughs> in that kind of weather, and nobody and needs to see and that. I have no idea how many people. I want to say maybe sixty thousand. Oh, that's about fifty nine thousand nine hundred ninety five more than I'd want to be around. Yeah, it's it's a lot of people. So, but yeah, the really fun though. Yeah, the the weather, I mean, it was a shame because the car show was really good. It was classic car show. I mean, there was a guy there that had taken an old Dodge, and I forget, it was a 73, and I can't remember to save my soul. It's the same model that Richard Petty won the championship in that year. The guy found the car. You know, it wasn't anything special, but then he said, well, you know, it's a classic car. I'm going to restore it. He said, what the hell? So he restored it and painted it like Richard Petty's NASCAR from then. And I mean, so it really stood out at the show. It was gorgeous car. And then there were a few other old classic cars. I almost got run over by a 1931 Chevrolet. So <laughs> fortunately, they don't go very fast. And I go a little bit faster than they do. So, um, But it was it was beautiful. They, they just, there was just a ton of beautiful old cars there. What I really have a hard time, though, is seeing when they have classic cars, they had like a 19... I guess it was 85 or 87 uh, Cadillac Sedan DeVille there as a classic car. And I'm going, that's not a classic car. But it meets the antique criteria because it's more than 25 years old. So I was like, it just, that just is distracting to me. I'm used to seeing cars from the 30, you know, let's say pre-1970 for the most part at these shows. But now all this other stuff has started to flow into it. You know, these newer car- cars that were around when I was a kid or a teenager. And it's it's kind of weird. I mean, when you see cars like that, oh, wow, that's a really old car. No, it's not. I'm, wait, I'm really old. That is an old car. <laughs> well, like Mike and I always say, when we hear songs on the radio that they say oh. from the 80s are playing on the oldies stations. Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, it's like, That's yeah. the 50s and 60s, not the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Well, just for God's sakes, I don't ever want to go to a, a classic car show and see any of the K cars. You remember the ones that Chrysler had? Oh, those, yeah. Those God ugly boxy things that somebody should just be beaten senseless for. And my father-in-law had, uh, um, was it uh, the Cordoba? Uh, no, with rich Corinthian leather. <laughs> in leather, yes. Well, I think uh, he may have had that one, but then he also had uh, their. He had a cheaper version. I don't remember which one it was, but it was that K car style. And God, that was just but ugly. There was nothing. It was boxy. I mean, I would take an AMC Pacer over I was that. Say, what about Le Car? Uh, Le Car. Le Car. Oh. And the bubble car was that the pacer or the car? No, it was oh. it was the pa- that was the pacer, and then there was the I had AM- a friend who had that the bubble the, car. Yeah, then oh, there yeah. was the AMC Gremlin. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know we were talking too for years ago, and what they would now be would technically be antique. The tons of Chevettes and stuff that used to be on the road, and Vegas, and you know all the early oh. '80s sedan that all looked the same. None of those are around much anymore. You My hardly- husband had the Vega. Yeah. I couldn't drive it. I could not drive it because back then, you didn't buy a car with automatic transmission. You had to specifically ask for it. So right. his was it was automatic transmission, but it was manual steering. Yeah, no power I steering. Not, I could not turn the wheel. I could not turn the wheel of that car. You would I not like to. Dr- 
Go ahead, Mike. As I say, the good old Armstrong power steering. The stronger your arms, the better the power steering. Yeah, you wouldn't have liked the very first new pickup truck I had was a 1989 Chevrolet S10, and we oh, bought Lord. it. I mean, we just got married, so we had to have something, but I had to get it cheap. It had, like, four options on it. It had air conditioning, it had the large mirrors, and it had the special wheels. It had no power steering. It was a manual transmission. Um... It was just it was just a four cylinder, you know, and I drove that truck for a long. I loved that little truck. It would bark the wheels and stuff with that little two liter <laughs> engine. Um, but it was a it was a great. But now that would be because there was funny enough when we came out there was one of those parked in the parking lot, not in the show, and there it sat with antique tags on. It. I went holy shit. <laughs> Well, it was different well, color, but it was basically the same truck I'd had. Well, you see, the uh, pickup that we have for a school is an S10. Maybe we ought to tell them to sell it as a collector's item and get us something that doesn't completely suck. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a good enough pickup, but I would kind of like a full-size one for some things. But um, And when we were first married, uh, we had a, uh, a Datsun, not a Nissan, a Datsun 200SX. Mm. And... Yeah, and that had the four-speed, no power steering, and air conditioning consisted of a sunroof that you would pop open uh, and try to suck the heat out that way. So, uh, yeah, those days of uh, no air conditioning, I, 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 like I say, I'm okay with the heat, but I don't miss that. Give me air conditioning when I'm driving down the road. Yeah, I don't think I've ever personally owned a vehicle that didn't have AC. Mm-hmm. No, I've always had a car that had AC in it. If it had nothing else. Oh, no. My 1979 Plymouth Fury. It no. didn't have air. It didn't have power windows. It didn't have power locks. I oh. had to, like, scoot over to open up the passenger side. Oh, yeah. And then I had to stop every couple miles and spray, spray carburetor uh, fluid into the carburetor because it would always get clogged and just die on me. Yeah. No, I mean, I've done without power windows, power locks, automatic transmission, Oh, I take that back. My pickup truck and van that I had, that I bought used, neither one of those had AC. I forgot about that. I had an old Ford F100 and a Chevy half-ton van, um, and neither one of those had I forgot about those two things. They didn't have, but I bought them used, uh, and I didn't hunt for them. I just got a good deal on them, and I bought them and kept them. So. And look at it now. And look at the cars now. You've got air and cruise control and sunroof and power everything and CarPlay and various kinds of radios and sound systems. Well, you know, the funny thing is I started thinking my truck is now, the pickup truck I now have is 15 years old. And I'm going, hmm, another 10 years, it's a classic. I can take it to a car show. <laughs> uh, well, our, and our van is a 2004 so it's 13 years old, and my car is a 2008. I haven't bought a new vehicle since 2008. So. And I just bought one, the one I bought in March, to replace my 2003. Yeah. So, I mean, it's – I, and, I mean, I put the – now, I know you haven't put the miles on them like I put on the vehicle. No, no not even close. So, because, I mean, I don't think – the van's the lowest mileage, and it has 93,000. The truck has 165,000, and I think my car has 135,000 on it or something like that. And so, I traded in my van, and there was 64,000 after 13, almost 14 years. Yeah. 
So, yeah. And my daughter, because when she uh, moved out and we got newer vehicles, she took our old uh, 90, 96 uh, Ford Windstar, and she just got rid of that last year, two years ago, I think. That's it was. what I had, a 96 Windstar. Yeah. And it biggest, had biggest POS. It wasn't bad. It oh, had its awful. moments. For me, awful. Uh, and that was um, she, that had 126,000 miles on it. It was starting to have a few issues about time to get rid of. And we had a few issues along the way, uh, alternators and a few things like that. But that was one of those things of classic timing or bad timing because we had a Jeep. And uh, that's when we found we bought it. We found out that, well, I guess my daughter was two years old. We kind of thought a Jeep is getting a little small for the five of us. So we decided to get a minivan. So we traded off and got that new. And then that was the legend out here, legendary winter of 96 97 worst winter we've had and uh probably since laura ingles wilder's uh uh big winter that she had when she wrote her books uh so it was a humongous winter that year and so i'm driving uh 30 miles one way to work every day and i mean i'm meeting the snow plow on the road and you know thank god <laughs> i put that thing through crap i mean i'm plowing snow i only got stuck a few times with it so um you know and that that vehicle we uh, just used the crap out of like say, and she loved it. She called it the blueberry, and uh, but you know we had had to get rid of it because it was just starting to get to that point. And, and now her and her boyfriend buy they're buying old jeeps, probably in the classic style, um, you know, age wise. But you know it's what they can afford right now because young and you know uh, living together and all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I kind of miss that that blue van because it uh, yeah because my daughter and I actually you know we shed a couple tears when she said that she you know had sold it and they sold it for scrap which, you know, you'd hate to see it go for that. But, I mean, maybe I shouldn't have an emotional attachment to a car. But, you know, we did have – because there was a fair amount of, you know, memories involved in that thing. So, yeah, we had uh, – you know, her and I just – you know, we kind of – a little tear, you know, went down our cheek and, you know, so – uh, I'm, I am capable of emotions once in a while, just to, so I confuse the crap out of people. So yeah, no, I was uh, I was really distraught. I had a '78 Buick Regal Turbo Coupe, and it was uh, saffron in color, had a half white Landau vinyl roof, had white seats and all inside of it. I mean, I loved this car, and it would shit and get. I am not kidding you, <laughs> with that V6 with a turbocharger and a four barrel carburetor. It would pass everything but a gas station, but um, you know, so to speak. I learned to keep my foot out of it so I could afford it. I loved that car. Well, then I got, then I bought an '84 Buick Century, and my mother needed a new car, so I gave her that car. I sold it to her really cheap, and she used it. And then she just decided she didn't want to drive it anymore when she got another car, and she just parked it and let it rust itself and or seize up and just mm. die. And it had to be scrapped. And I was like, ah. If I had a place to keep one, I would go out and buy another Buick Regal Turbo like the one I had. That mm. 3.8 liter engine and that four barrel with a turbocharger on it was freaking amazing. Yeah, a turbocharger. But, you know, every time when you said saffron, the only thing I can think of is they call me mellow yellow. <laughs> now, this was kind of a it's a it's the I mean, it was called saffron because it looked like the spice saffron. It's kind sure. of a reddish color. Um, OK. I dearly loved that car. I used to, it didn't matter winter or summer, almost every Friday night I'd be out there polishing it and cleaning it and getting it ready for the weekend, you know, so I could ride around, cruise around, have fun, pick up women, you know. So, you know, this was yeah. the whole point of it. You know, if we ever get enough fantasy money, I should look up to see my, what I would like to have, uh, 
probably not, uh, it would be a variation of the first car I owned, but a, a nice cutlass, um, uh, Oldsmobile Cutlass, because uh, I had the Cutlass S, which was okay. It was sort of a sporty car, but I would like the, uh, oh, um, shoot, I forget what it was, the uh, the Hearst package, I think Hearst it was. Olds. Uh, Hearst Olds. Hearst Olds, yes, with the spoiler on the back and the four-speed and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, good old muscle car, because um, I never was able, I mean, the one I had wasn't too bad, but, I mean, it was only so-so, but... Um, you know, I would like to would like to have achieved that goal of a uh, you know a nice uh, Oldsmobile Cutlass, the Hearst package. Well, I think they had oh the four four two. That's the one I was yeah thinking. the four forty two. Yep. Yeah, I think that probably had the Hearst package in it. But yeah, uh, I I would you know if I had the money and a place to park it, yeah that that would be kind of my dream to have one of those just because. Yeah, no, I I would love to. I tell you, one of the cool things I did see there. Uh, Don Beyer of Volvo, which is a local or a car dealer uh, in the Washington area, I guess sponsored the car show. And they had a, God, I can't remember which type of SUV it was. I think it was a Volvo SUV sitting there, or maybe it was a Mod. But somebody had covered it. I don't think it was really built out of Legos, but it was the body was entirely <laughs> Lego on the outside, except for the wheels. I mean, the taillights, the roof i mean it was really cool looking i tried to get a picture of it and i didn't get a very good picture of it so that you could tell it but that thing was wicked that's the first thing i saw when i walked into the well one of the first things i saw when i walked into the car show so i mean it was cool and then you were talking about jeeps somebody had an old 1942 willie's jeep there Mm. that they had restored as a command vehicle had the you know they had the holster for where you could put the rifle on it and everything like that and it was, was all set up military. Hard top or the open top? Open. Okay. Okay. As as it should be. Yeah, it was it was I mean it was painted army green, you know, the army color with the star on it and all that. So it was it was pretty cool looking vehicle sitting right. there. Well, and you said that, and not and you were tripping down memory lane here, but you said that and I do you remember a show from this uh well, either late sixties or early seventies called Rat Patrol? Yes, I've seen it a few yeah. times. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I always had a fascination with that, with that Jeep, with the machine gun in the back. Uh, I always uh, there was a few watching TV. There was a few cars on TV. I saw the other one I would like to have, uh, uh, you know, that I always found interesting was a Sus Bearcat because there was a TV show called was it the Bearcats? I forget what the name of the show was. Uh, it was these two guys, Old West. They traveled around the Stutz Bearcat. Uh, I don't know if they were private detectives, if they were law enforcement, I forget what they were, but there was just something I was fascinated by that car and like say an old uh, military Jeep with the machine gun in the back. Well, you could probably get the old military Jeep with the machine gun if you wanted to. Uh, yeah, I don't know how the neighbors would feel about it. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. You have the machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. What does, yeah, I mean, it's not up to them at that point. It's up to you. <laughs> Yeah, and the law enforcement. They may have an issue, but anyway. Well, I've always said I'd like to have an M1 Abrams uh, for my commuting vehicle. <laughs> that way when traffic slows down, I drive over the slow-ass bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Lights red? Who cares? I can just go straight on through. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, plow into me. See if I give a damn. <laughs> so my but, give know, a damn would really be busted at that point. <laughs> this is true. Well, you know, we've been talking about our car collections, but I don't know. Uh, Elisa seems to be racking up concert collections. Uh, which ones have you been going to lately, Elisa? Okay, I have to stop and think. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's bad. Okay, last 
Last Tuesday was Jason Bonham Led Zeppelin Experience with Cheap Trick and Foreigner, 40th anniversary. And I'm not really a Led Zeppelin fan, but Jason Bonham is the son of John Bonham. Is that correct? Yep, John Bonham. Not really. So yep. he's the drummer. They were really, really good. And they played for about 45 minutes, I think. And he said at the end of the show, he said, if you ever want to see us when we're out on tour, we do a three hour, three hour short, three hour show (laughs) with lights and slideshows and things. And it's really and I said to my husband, I said, I would go to that, you know, because they did. And the lead singer sounded like the um, like Robert Plant. That's cool. Yeah. So that was it was a good show. Then last night we saw Cindy Lauper with Rod Stewart. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rod Stewart was good. The only complaint I had about Rod Stewart is at the end he never said thank you. He oh. just left the stage. Like they all left the stage and the lights came on and I'm like what okay, <laughs> like what happened to thank you and good night? I mean, he was very talkative right. throughout the show and he was talking to the crowd. And he sounded really really good and his there was maybe 12 additional performers on stage with him. They did uh, a dueling drum solo, which is really good. A lot of the background singers, which were females, also played violin, harp, guitar, steel guitar. They were really good. Very, you know, multi-talented. Do they normally say thank you at the end of a concert? Yeah, they'll, you know, they'll they'll introduce the band. At one point, they'll say, you know, Mm -hmm. on drums is this person and on Bass is this person and whoever, you know, they usually, so they usually introduce and then they'll say, you know, thank you. Good night. You know, you've been a great crowd, blah, blah, blah. Nothing. Hmm. The curtain came down and we're thinking, OK, those were the two songs that were encore because I go on setlist.fm and you can see what songs they play at previous venues. And they were at Bethel Woods the night before because my friends were there and I saw and they played the same songs. Right. So I said, okay, this must be the last one. And then the screen came down a bit earlier in the sh- in the evening. He said, it's a Saturday night. I'm going to play for an hour and a half, maybe longer. So I thought, okay, he's going to play a couple more songs. And then the lights came up and all the roadies came out to break it down. Well, that was the extra part of the show was getting to watch the roadies actually break it <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, that must have been it. He played about an hour 40. And then this Tuesday is Chicago and the Doobie Brothers. Hmm. And then next week is Classic East. Okay. Uh, that's what, six shows? Uh, it is the Eagles, Steely Dan, and the Doobie Brothers on Saturday. Sunday is Earth, Wind & Fire, Journey, and Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, all together, I think is what Mike's talking about. You've done like right. six or eight shows in the last week and a half. I've done three. Oh, okay. Okay. And you got six more coming up. The six, Yeah, next weekend. Yep. And then yeah. I have two in August, and then that's it so far. Yeah, so and far, so, so far. far. Yeah, and the, I and uh, Garth Brooks tickets went on sale for, in Sioux Falls on Friday, so I'm there ten o'clock in the morning. I got my app out, and I blundered into the wrong place because I apparently went into the VIP section, and I was not going to pay two thousand dollars for Garth Brooks. I like him, but I wouldn't pay that much. So once I got out of there and got over to the other tickets, I just kept getting sorry, we're out, we're out. And you're going, holy crap, this is ten oh four, and you're already out of tickets. I guess they sold out in twenty minutes, but I must not have been. And then I come to find out later in the day he added four more uh concerts um and i still couldn't get tickets for that and then there uh there's 
he said he'll decide on Monday if he wants to add two more shows. So I'm going to have to be, you know, paying attention and see if I can get any tickets here. Now, where he plays in Sioux Falls, I guess by touring standards, isn't that big. I think it's a uh, 20,000 seat, you know, arena. Um, so for them to sell out, but you know, there'd be people from Minnesota, South Dakota, Iowa, you know, all these surrounding States coming there. Um, so yeah, we're competing against a fair amount of people here, but I just, I, I am a little frustrated because I would, I really like Garth Brooks. He's one of my two, uh, you know, entertainers. I really, I've already seen the Moody blues. I'd like to go see him. Uh, and that, those are the entertainers that I would really like to see. I mean, if I had an opportunity to see some others, um, I could have gone to see Def Leppard if I really wanted to, but you know these are two, uh, he's the one I really like to see, and, and like I say I can't get tickets and all these other people. We got tickets, we got tickets. I'm kind of thinking, oh shut up! Uh, You've I never guess, seen him before. No, I have. Okay, so it'd be your first time. Okay. So this yeah, is when the Jeep with the machine gun would help you get the tickets. Yes, it would. Put the phone down, you know, and because it's been, I think he said it's been 20 years since he's been to Sioux Falls, and I was too young, broke, and whatever at that time to get down there to see him. So, um, yeah, so, and like I said, and that's probably one of the reasons for the high demand is all these people going down there to see it. And there, he does have a kind of a connection with uh, Sioux Falls because his was it his last daughter he named august anna well the uh, uh college down sioux falls augustana college they sent him a t-shirt so there's that thing going on and the superintendent of uh our school when she was teaching down in sioux falls she had a uh student that had a uh, make a wish deal and so she got uh, my superintendent get, didn't, but uh, her student got to meet Garth Brooks, and I guess she, uh, he actually came to her wedding. So it's there's a slight tie-in there. You know, like I said, it's not going to do me a damn bit of good for getting tickets, but I think it'd just be kind of neat and awesome to you know be able to go see him. And like I've got this, you know, for a number of reasons. Uh, Garth Brooks is one of those. Uh, when you look at a people's life, you know, if you look at the soundtrack of a person's life, I got big slices for a number of reasons of Garth Brooks in there. So because uh, he's, he's had a lot of songs I can relate to. I like, you know, like I say, they fit certain, you know, things that was going on at certain times. So, yeah, it's uh, like I say, he's a part, big part of the soundtrack of my life. I'd really like to go see him. But like I say, I just have to get in there and get tickets. And the nice thing was. Uh, he was doing it. Uh, I thought it was pretty fair the way he was doing it, except for, you know, these VIP stuff, which is like you get to sit down and have a dinner with him or something like that. All the tickets were seventy five dollars, no matter what seat you were getting. But, you know, it's first come, first serve, because a lot of them, you know, the better seats cost more. But, you know, every every seat was seventy five dollars. And I thought, well, that's pretty good. At least it makes it if you can get tickets, you have a chance of getting some good good seats if you can get in there at the right time but i you know so i thought that and i don't know how most concerts do it it's usually the better the seats the more they cost but like i said it was just 75 dollars straight across so i'm just hoping he had some more concerts and i can get in there and get some or kill somebody and i have a thousand acres to bury a body on oh, i should be admitting that in public should i you sound anyway. like my friend when i was getting tickets uh last year for my husband and i and her and her husband to go see bruce springsteen Said, this is where I like to sit in this particular venue. She goes, I don't care if you get tickets in the broom closet. If our bodies are in there, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get the tickets where I wanted them. So mm-hmm. I, you sound the same. As long as yep. you can get in there, even if you're right. in the far left corner in the very back mm-hmm. row, you're yep. there. Yeah. 
And because, you know, uh, you know I, I've seen a lot of his stuff on, you know, TVs or uh, I've got some of his uh, DVDs. So, you know, it always looks like he puts on a good show and he's going to be there with his you know wife, Trisha Yearwood. They're both going to be putting it on. And I think he's there's this. If he, I, you get the feeling that he gives back to the fans. Uh, you know, he's one of those performers. I think he'll, you know, try to put, you know, uh, as much out there as he can, uh, or at least that's my perspective anyway. So, you know, yeah, I would just, I think even if you were in the cheap seats, I think he tries to make an effort to do something back there, even if he shines a spotlight up there and, you know, waves at you or, or some such thing. Yeah. No, I, I think that that, and you know, I'm a big Garth Brooks fan. I do admit that. Mm-hmm. And you said he's a soundtrack to your life, so I'm thinking "Friends in Low Places" is just the song that came to mind. So uh, that's one of them. You know, like I say I could uh, sit there and name them all off, but yeah, no. no I meant as uh, a matching up with the soundtrack of your life, "Friends in Low Places." You know sure. me. You know other people. You know, just saying. Well, uh, you, you're more like friends with low temperatures, but whatever. Well, uh, that's true. <laughs> There's actually a concert that's being advertised locally that I wouldn't mind going to if there just wouldn't be any other people there. And I don't think I can quite afford to buy the venue out. Um, Pat Benatar is coming to a local venue around here. And I wouldn't mind seeing her. I saw her in the 80s. It was not good. Really? Yeah, I was really surprised. Hmm. Actually, she was up here recently, like earlier this year. I think. Yeah. I mean, I just like some, you know, they, they keep playing Hit Me With Your Best Shot, but I know she has other songs, um, mm-hmm. but Love yeah. Is a Battlefield and stuff like that. But um, Shadows of the Night and Precious Time and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yep. So it sounds interesting, but there'll be other people there, so I don't want to go. <laughs> I'm not an other people type of person, really. I mean, you sure if, you don't want to come with me to City East or yeah. Classic East? I'm, I'm 100% certain of that. <laughs> Because I would just not like that. That would just be. You would too have much. loved the Rolling Stone concert when Shane and I went with forty-five thousand of our closest friends when it was like one hundred and ten <laughs> degrees. The humidity was like off the charts. It was so freaking humid. Yeah, that was in North Carolina, but it was so worth it. I, no. I would like to ask some of these uh, performers: Is there a difference? for uh, the difference in audiences throughout the country. Because I have this feeling like East and West Coast might be a little bit more um, energetic and stuff. And the Midwest, I, you know, I'm sure they'd have the energy, but I get this feeling because when I went to like Clint Black and to uh, um, oh, um, Lori Morgan and Pam Tillis, it, it, you know, the, the, everyone was, pol- they were, you know, happy, they were energetic, but it was, you know, kind of the polite, you know, uh, the not quite golf clap, but I mean, it wasn't like they were standing up cheering and, you know, that kind of stuff. I would just like to know if there is a difference in the country or maybe it's, it probably depends on what performer too. Yeah, I was going to say the style of the music, maybe. Yeah, maybe so. Um, but yeah, I'm just wondering because, you know, I think they were expecting something a little different and they were you know they have the part where come on clap your hands and you know there's some of us are sitting there going this feels weird um <laughs> you know uh, i just i don't do the uh, audience participation thing that well sometimes i will sing along when they ask you to if there's enough other people around to drown me out but like i say i just wonder if there is uh, when it comes to, like audience participation things do you have some that are really into it and then some that are just like okay we're, we'll, we'll try yeah, and I'm sure that is because I know when I used to go to concerts, um, I know when I went to see Jerry Reed, everybody kind of got into that really big time. 
bunch of rednecks is what it amounted to, but it was still fun. And um, everybody got into it, and he really worked the crowd pretty good that night. So it was and it was good. It wasn't a huge venue. That was the other good deal. I mean, we were one row off the stage or two rows off the stage. So it was it was really good because we had the same seats when we went to see Ronnie Millsap, and he was funny. I, I assume everybody knows who Ronnie Millsap is. Um, but he was walking around stage, and he got up close to the front of the stage, and then he turned around to go back, and he turned around and he said, huh, I bet you people thought I was going to walk off the front of the stage. <laughs> I was going to say, you saw Ronnie Millsap. I doubt Ronnie Millsap saw you. Yeah. So, Well, Jerry uh, Reed was funny. They were doing autographs after the show, and uh, when and there were people lined up, and when, uh, the, when the women would come up to him, if it was a really pretty woman, and she'd ask for an autograph, He'd uh, lean in and give her a kiss on the cheek or let her kiss him on the cheek or something like that. But if it was a not-so-attractive woman uh, and an older woman, you know, maybe in their 50s, 60s or something like that, he would just kind of hug them. He wouldn't, you know, he was very... It was... Because we started... My friends and I were standing there watching and we're going, you know, he's kind of being a tool about that. (laughs) These people paid good money to come see him. He should treat them all kind of the same. So... Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So, but anyway, that, yeah, I mean, it's not that I didn't used to go to concerts. I just, I like people less. So now I can't deal with the concert and I like my money Um, more. What I didn't tell you is for the concert Tuesday night with, for Foreigner and Cheap Trick, we had balcony seats, which is fine. But I had won a contest on Sirius XM, two free tickets, but they don't tell you where the tickets are until hour before the show starts you have to go up to the box office and present your id they give you your tickets so i said well which is my husband whichever tickets are best is where we'll sit and we'll see if we can sell the other ones and if not no big deal whatever right we get there we get the tickets and i say can you tell me where this is we were sitting in section two now if you visualize section one as the very center and to the left is two and to the right is three so basically, if you're looking at it, it goes two, one, three. We were sitting in section two in the fifth row. You were close. Mm-hmm. We were close. They were like $140 tickets each. Well, wow. We said, okay, I think we're going to sit here. Did you sell the other <laughs> yeah. ones in? No, we ended up not. Someone wanted to, we paid $54 with the fees, right. and someone wanted to give us 20 And I said, no, I'll keep them. Never mind. Mm. I said, just in case it was too loud, and because my husband can't handle loud, and he wanted to go to the balcony to sit, but it wasn't that loud. Okay. Even though we were sitting like right next to the speaker, it really wasn't that loud, so it was fine. We just stayed right there. That's good. This this is cool. You were close enough to see the stage sweat then. Mm Mm-hmm. You're getting a little closer. You might even gotten some sweat flung on you. So. Oh, I should be so lucky. Well, if that happens, then you have to start throwing your undergarments at the stage. <laughs> no, what I wanted was Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick was taking handfuls of guitar picks and throwing them, but oh. not as far as where we were sitting. He was throwing them mostly to the middle. Oh. I'm like, well, that's all right. Yeah, that sucked. I, yeah, I've been, who was it? There was somebody I went to see, they were throwing guitar picks, and he said, finally, he said, I'm not throwing this one. It's the last one I got, folks. He said, I need one to finish the concert with. Yeah. So... Well, that's cool, though. I'm glad you're having a great summer concert season, even if the weather's not cooperating for you to uh, be out by the pool. No. So, 
Anyway, so I was going to uh, talk a little bit more about my Mac OS Sierra Adventurer continuation because, as Mike put it, I'm being held captain by the captive by the captain. Yeah, the one that almost derailed this podcast. Yeah, I, I, I even broke down this morning and started to do a nuke and pave, and I wiped the drive. I started to load it, got done, and it said. Sorry, can't mount your drive, my internal hard drive. And I went, what? <laughs> and I went, holy shit, what's wrong now? And that started a day-long odyssey where I finally got up, got tired of it, went and put, uh, took one of my uh, Super Duper clones, dumped that over to my internal hard drive because that had been working fine, you know. And I've tried everything in the world to get. Uh, Mac OS Sierra installed but I couldn't get it there and then I couldn't get it to boot from my internal hard drive I'm going oh crap but I had to go and change the boot order and that finally got fixed and I got it I got it going but Mac OS, OS Sierra really hates me I, sounds that way the nuke and pave didn't work because um, it said it couldn't mount the drive and I'm like what the hell but I mean when I'm running on the captain here everything's fine there's no problems there's no drive damage that you think? I mean, wouldn't I see some performance hits or something like that while like I'm running? Like bad sectors, maybe? I don't know. I mean, it just, you know, or it says it can't mount a null partition. I'm going, it's not a null partition. So, I, I don't know. I ran, uh, I did a, a disc repair on it and all that sort of stuff. So, I don't know. It's just being a real pain in the tuckus here. So, so what you're saying is it's basically been Mac-O shit. Yeah, Mac-O shit is what it's been for me. And I'm just getting really tired. I, I guess I'm going to have to dedicate a whole day to it and try to work on it some more. But I just didn't have time today. I got done with it, got pissed off, went upstairs, took a muscle relaxer, sat down in the chair, and that was the end of the day for me. Why don't you just bring it to the Apple Store, have them run some diagnostic on it? Because it's an hour and 20 minutes from my house. Okay, that'll do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, there is a Mac repair place here in town. It's a fairly new one, and I can't remember the name of it. I may go see them. I don't know. I, I This is just aggravating. And then I said something about I couldn't get it to boot tonight. And my wife said, that damn expensive Apple piece of shit computer won't boot. It's... You know, because she, she flipped out when I bought this. But she didn't flip out. She told me I could buy it. Um... But, you know, at the price this thing was when I bought it, because I paid twenty-two dollars or $2,300 for this Ooh. iMac, you know, I, she's, I said, well, it is six years old now. I mean, so it is it is getting up there. And it's actually just shy of six. No, it is over six years. It was a June of, of 2011 when I got it. So, yeah, I mean, I can't complain, but it just doesn't make any sense. It runs El Capitan fine. You know, there's no problems it's working we're recording unless the recording goes to shit um everything's fine but every time i try to install sierra it just it gives there's been unable unable to install to null can't um can't mount disc you know all these different and it wasn't even the disc i booted from and it was like geez oh flip thing just just work just freaking work I've never had this much trouble with uh, doing a Mac OS upgrade. Mm. 
in the whole time, all the way back to what was 10.4, which is when I bought my first new Mac, or 10.3, I don't remember what it was. Jaguar? That Jaguar? Something like that. I, every upgrade from then on, you know, no problems. Just kept upgrading, kept going. But this one is just a freaking nightmare. I, uh, so I'm going to, you know, when I get some time, I'll wipe the drive again, repartition it, see if I can get that to fix it, and then try once again to install it. But it's like, you know, everything under the sun I've tried, it just gives different errors. It's like, oh, my God, this is just annoying as hell. So I just, I'm losing my patience. Hell, by the time I I get it fixed, by the time I get it fixed, High Sierra will probably be out. So, you know, and then I'll have that whole battle to go through again. So. I don't know. It's it's not a it's 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 an adventure that has now become almost a quest. I'm not going to be beaten easily. Right. Let's say because that. Because we are geeks. That's true. That's what makes us geeks is is not being beaten down. And being geeks, we also like to uh like to play around with things that used to be simple to do, but now we try to make them more complicated with TV <laughs> and trying to make TV work. And Mike's been trying to complicate TV. Well, I, I, I'm always on a quest to complicate my life. But I came across this uh, website, which I thought was kind of interesting. So, you know, I it's been, I think, two years now that I cut the cord. And, you know, but then you're trying to figure out what do I want to watch? What what packages do I need to get? Because you got so many of them out there that, um, you know, what do I packages do i need to get so to watch the programs i want and you can hunt around and all this other stuff like i found this uh site and i think i saw it through TechCrunch, um but it's called suppose.tv so you go in there and first you tell it what part you know where you live what part of the country you live in so they know what markets you want and then you can sit there and say and over on the left side it's got this menu that says um uh, so you first of all you got local uh stations there. So your you know, your all your ABC, NBC, Fox, all of them. So you go and pick the ones uh there that's important to you. Um and then you can go through and you've got uh, next is like premium packages. So let's say you want to watch uh uh HBO because I hear there's some uh story about thrones on there or something. Um so you pick that one and it'll show you where uh you know HB which packages HBO is available on. So when I click that, it's got HBO now, it's got Sling, Direct TV, Dish, uh Direct Now, they got two different packages there, and then Hulu Live TV. Well then okay, so then you go down here and let's say for entertainment, you want uh like say ABC, CBS, and NBC on demand, and it'll start uh, start making a list uh, over here next to this uh, column of stuff, and then you can reorder them. So if NBC is a little bit more important to watch than ABC, you can move it up the line there, and it'll start prioritizing. It'll show you what um, stations are available. So right now. Hulu is in the lead with this uh, because it's got all those uh, channels, and then the. Um, yeah, Hulu's the only one that's got uh, all of those I picked so far. And you just go down, and then they've got more, like they call it the information uh, station. So you got history, uh, discovery, and then lifestyle, like Food Network and uh, Home and Garden. And you got sports, kids, new, uh, news channels, movies, comedy, music, Spanish. You got specialty. You got your shopping network. So you just go through there and pick those stations that, 
you know, are important to you that you, you the ones you want to watch. And so for like us, it wouldn't be HBO, but it would be um, history is kind of we do like history. Um, Home and Garden wouldn't be too bad. Food Network. Um, and then your ABC, NBC, you know, throw Fox in there, too. Um, and it'll show you what's available on there. And so, like I say, uh, Hulu is the only one that has all the ones that we want. And I'm considering I'm thinking about maybe switching from Sling TV to Hulu. Uh, but I got to sit there and then they've got some sliders across the top here, too. So um, you can do you want to get uh, so you can refine it by do you want to get more channels or save more money? And then you can also fine tune it by. So uh, you can have either one feed, two simultaneous feeds. You can have more. Um, you know, if you like for my wife and I, two feeds would be fine. But if we had kids in the house, maybe we want three or four. Uh, you know, what, what would allow you and um, the PlayStation view? will actually let you have five streams. The rest are all, uh, no, yeah, PlayStation. The rest of them are either like two or three. So you can sit there and what's, what's most important there. You also have a button you can push you on. Is a DVR required? Uh, so you can kind of sit there and fine tune it and you can just kind of see, this is what I want to watch. Which uh, provider is going to give me the ones that, you know, the channels that I want or what's going to come closest. You can just sit there and, and it'll tell you too. So like Hulu uh, TV, is $39 a month, and at the bottom it'll tell you there's uh, 50 more channels there, two streams, and you can have it on the seven, up to seven devices. And um, and let's see, for an extra $15, you can get DVR added to it. Um, and so it'll tell you a lot of this stuff. And so if you're trying to sort out you know, what's going to give you the television you want, I thought this was a pretty decent way to do it. Yeah, it does look interesting. I mean, because I'm sure you have a similar problem that I do. Is even if I wanted to cut the cord, there's very little broadcast television available to me. Um, I think we have one network or two networks. We can get NBC and PBS is all we can get over the air. And then there's a couple small local stations that are, you know, they're not much to them. They're either all religious programming or they're very small market stations. I mean, not that they don't have anything on them, but there just isn't much over-the-air television, digital over-the-air television available where I live. And I've said this before, about, oh, cut the cord, and you can do all this. You know, it's great. I said, well, yeah, I dug into it a little bit on, was it one of those websites where you can put in your, where you, you know, your zip code or your address, and it tells you what digital signal. Well, if I put up a 75-foot tall tower, with a giant repeater and booster on it, I can get most channels. But it's like, geez, me, I want a 75-foot-tall, you know, antenna sticking above my house. So, See, a problem that I see with these particular kind of things, as opposed to just keeping your cable subscription, is that if you do DirecTV or AT&T or Hulu or any of these, you have to pay by the TV. But yeah, you do cable, too. No, I don't. Oh, I do. Pay cable, that's it. No. Just pay for cable. I have, other than the one television down here that has the DVR hooked to it, for the extra TV upstairs, I pay 3 or $4 a month to have it there. And that's why I've gotten rid of the cable on almost all the other TV that we watch, which is in our bedroom, has no cable service to it because I was, didn't watch it enough to make it worth paying 3 or $4 a month for 
Well, I don't do that yet, but I, 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 you're right. I may have to do that come September when Time Warner, for me, officially becomes Spectrum, even though it is Spectrum now, but my bill is still Time Warner until September. But when I've talked to people from DirecTV or from uh, Verizon Vios, the price they give you is for one TV. And if you mm-hmm. say, well, I have four TVs, oh, well, then you don't necessarily have to multiply by four, but it might be, I don't know, say $100 plus 50, 50, 50. I'm like, no, because now you're bringing it back up past what I'm paying now. Yeah. And well, that's, I might as well just leave the way things the way they are. Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. I don't I don't like it. And they they used to give you one extra jack that they didn't bill you for. Uh, but now they bill you for all extra jacks and all like that. It's like, this is ridiculous. I just, oh. Uh, Every time I get the cable bill, other than paying for internet service, I, it just grinds me because there's so many freaking channels in foreign languages. These people should have to pay extra to get their foreign language channels. But the price, but the price for the individual items, like we get, we have two digital TVs and one DVR. Well, the DVR is like twelve ninety five or something ridiculous. I'm like, what? For the yeah. DVR? And then did you notice you pay? Well, at least for us. We pay something like $4 a month, maybe it's more than that, just to have the guide. You no, know, we don't have to you, pay for the guide. We do yeah, have to pay for pay HD. For like, wow. No, we don't pay for HD. It's part of our service. But we have to pay for the guide. We have to pay a 6 or $7 a month fee for sports programming. Like you that said, whether you watch sports or not. That, that's, that's just the deal they made with ESPN. Um, and that was – ha- 40 years ago, and that pisses me off because that adds like $15 a month to my bill, and I rarely watch any sports. So, oh, we just have a flat $7. It's not well, for a TV, it's just a flat. Well, no, flat it TV. is, but around here it's about $15, 12 or 15 Ooh. Um, yeah, and you know, I realize out here it's a little different because what we actually have is a uh, rural cooperative that uh, is our TV provider. So technically, you know, we are owners of the company because it is a cooperative. And, you know, they try and we don't have we're not I don't they're not nickeling and diming us to uh, death like it is you guys, because I think for their best seat package and I forget what's all in there, that's eighty six dollars. And then it's a few bucks more for a DVR. Uh, I think you get up to three TVs um, before uh, you start uh, having to add more. Um, I'm looking here. HD TV is another $10. I mean, yeah, they're going to try and get some money out of you. DVR plus is eight bucks. Um, yeah, they've got, but I, you know, it's not too bad, but um, you know, we do have our one uh, local TV channel that we can get. So we have local news, but otherwise we haven't missed it a whole lot. And like I say, it's just my wife and I, and, um, you know, our, if we had kids, this may be a different, uh, possibly different, but I mean, there's, but we do have H, uh, not HBO, but Hulu and Netflix and all of those, uh, I think even CBS access. Uh, so I should add up, I think we're still less than what we were paying for cable, but for me, it's not necessarily 
well, I do want it to be less if possible, but for me, it's a lot more about the convenience because especially, and I've mentioned it here before, working at the school at nights when school starts, I miss TV shows, so I want to be able to watch it whenever I want. Well, we, we could do the DVR, but then that gets to be a little bit of a hassle. I just want to be able to pull up you know, Hulu or whatever and watch the shows that I want, um, hopefully without too much for a commercial interruption. Now, yeah, Hulu, and I haven't sprung for the ad-free Hulu, but, uh, you know, it's not so bad. But for me, it's more about the convenience of being able to watch it when I want. Well, I mean, I, I was just looking at my the bill here. I pulled it up on their app. Um, I pay uh, for any room DVR. I have to pay $10 extra. I can't use it, though, because I have to have a digital box in another room, but I still have to pay the fee even though I can't make use of it. I went, well, then give me the damn box so that I can use it on the other TV. Oh, no, you have to pay extra for the box. It's like, then why are you charging me? <laughs> this makes right. no sense. I pay an HD technology fee of nine ninety five a month, and mm-hmm. I pay an additional outlet fee of five ninety nine a month. It's just getting ridiculous. I'm actually thinking about... I. The only reason I haven't cut the cord to the TV upstairs... Is because during the school year when there's going to be school closings or delays, mm. the first place you can get it's on the local channel, the local cable-only channel. So that's the only reason that I have not killed that. But, I mean, it's just I pay $25, $26 in additional services that I don't use, and it just pisses me off. And then I've got all these damn channels in every other language but English, and that just pisses me off. If you can't speak English, you got to pay for it. I shouldn't have to. Right. Sorry. Right. And that's kind of the same way I, I feel about sports because I'm not a sports person. I agree. And, right. Uh, and that's I guess that's kind of why I like the, um, you know, the uh, cordless option because I'm not uh, bugged with sports. I mean, there is sports on Sling TV, but uh, I can ignore that if I want. But uh, I can, you know, so I can fine tune what I basically want. And I do kind of wish that, um, you know, for what we pay for Sling and what we get out of it, I almost just wish that uh, the few channels that we'd like to watch, which would be like History and a couple others, would just say, hey, for, you know, 10 bucks a month, even five bucks a month for these channels. I would just pay it for the two or three that we want. And this, you know, and wouldn't have to worry about the rest of them. I have, you know, kind of wandered in and looked at, you know, a few things on sling TV and, uh, and I have watched some stuff other outside of what we normally watch, but I don't think I'd miss it too much, but you know, I guess you can even do things like going and buy seasons of that particular show. Cause yeah, it's down to like on history, it's American pickers and a couple others. So I guess we could just go in for what you would pay, you know, for that. Um, if you start adding up what you pay for like sling TV for a month over a year and you just go and buy and then add it up and say, is it better to have sling or should I just go buy the seasons of the shows that I want to watch and just buy them through Amazon or, you know, uh, Google or what Apple, whoever, you know, you want to buy them through and then you have them and you can watch them anytime you want. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand. It's just, it just gripes the hell out of me what I have to pay for this. Um, I'm sorry, it's just ridiculous. And there's no way, oh, you get all these great channels. I don't care about how somebody, you know, cooks something or, or I, you know, the shopping channels, 
they might be turned on once every two or three months and all this other shit that we never ever watch and it just grind it grinds me and my wife both to pay that cable bill other than the internet service that just grinds me it's like i begrudge them every single penny we send them every did you look at at&t did you look at um like direct tv or a direct tv i can do i can't there is no choice but comcast or xfinity whatever the hell you want to call it that's the only cable provider in the area they're exclusive and then if I go with DirecTV or Dish Network or something like that, the channel lineup that I can get that's a reasonable price sucks. Okay, because I know they have different options as far as the lineups. Yeah, it, it just royally sucks. I'm sorry, um, because you get up, then you get up to seventy or eighty dollars a month, you know, to get a decent channel lineup. Well, I still gotta, have, I still want internet service. So then Comcast is going to charge me. 80 or $90 a month for internet service, so I'm right back where I was. So I didn't right. make any improvement. Right. Yep. I've and, done the same thing. It's and, not worth it. Yeah, and frankly, we went, when we've been on vacation, the one place we stayed, the cabin we rented had, I think it was Dish Network. I think what it was. I don't remember now. It could have been DirecTV. But the channel lineup, I mean, they had a little bit more than, it was awful. It was absolutely mm-hmm. awful. Most of these channels were stuff I couldn't give a crap of. There are 55 shopping channels. Well, I don't want to see one. I don't care. So, and then you have to have that ugly satellite dish. And they said, oh, we can mount it on the roof. Yeah. I said, you ain't mounting shit on my roof. You ain't drilling. <laughs> and they don't take it down. Nope, they won't. Once, t- yep, once it's, once it's on your roof, it's yours. Yeah, well, there that would be the thing. They, I would never let them put it on the roof, and I don't know if I have good line of sight because I know which direction it has to point around here. Um, I think the trees and stuff would block most of that. So, I, you know, unless I stuck it in my front yard, and I'm sure that would look really nice in the center of my front yard. So, anyway, all right. Now I need to mellow out a little bit. So I, th- um, oh mighty pod me, oh, oh mighty pod me, oh. Oh, you know. So, so we'll, 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 we'll mellow things out a bit here by talking about our picks for this week. That'll help mellow us out. And I'm going to jump in with something that's going to shock and amaze. You know, shock and awe is what we're talking about here. I'm ready. Shock me. Shock me. Rock you like a... No. Anyway. The <laughs> <laughs> or is it like shock the monkey? Anyway. There you go. Shock no, the monkey. No, no, no. We won't go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful with your monkey there. I chose... Uh, just because I wanted to and because my Apple Watch has been acting just a little bit strange at times, I chose, and folks, I can't believe I'm saying this, to buy a new Apple Series 1 38mm watch in gray. In I think that's what they call that, space gray. What do they call it on the watch? They keep changing. Yeah, space gray, <laughs> aluminum case. Um, Just because I like space gray, it seems to be a color that matches my personality either that or black you know both colors match my personality and my mood so yeah but i wouldn't want the series two because it ain't worth that much to me and frankly to be honest with you um i don't know that i would be willing to spend uh two was it 269 dollars on this but since it's play money as uh melissa likes to say i'll spend play money on it for two hundred and sixty-nine dollars, so 
we'll see. I don't need a watch that spits at me or anything like that, So, and I don't need one with GPS in it. So I'm good with this. So that's my pick for this week. Now, Elisa has something similar. Mm-hmm. And I do want to mention before I tell you what the pick is, remember at the beginning of the show we talked about the weather, and I said they keep making the rain come later and later and later? Now it's saying 2 a.m. You're going to stay up to watch it, aren't you? I'm going to stay up so I can look and see when the rain comes. Yes, I think that way you can time it and report back to us next week. That's right, and which means it's probably not going to rain here overnight. So anyway, I chose AirPods for $159. I can't imagine, to be honest with you, that I would like these for real because they look like they're the same shape as the earbuds that come earpods yeah they are the exact same shape those don't fit me they fall out of your i have yeah i like the ones that go right into the ear canal i like those kind of but uh we were recording us well no we weren't recording three geeky ladies either day it wasn't um it was just Suzanne and Vicky because I had personal stuff to attend to, but they were recording. And when I was editing it, Suzanne was talking about the AirPods that she got a pair and she really likes them. She said, they're not, what's the word? Um, oh, I can't think of the word right now where, where you can't hear anything. They're not isolating. Isolating. Thank you. Mm. They're not, they're not noise canceling, but they're close enough where her husband was talking to her and she couldn't hear anything because she was just focusing on listening to the music. She said, it sounds really good. She really, really likes them. My only problem with them, if they're like the regular ear pods that you get, if I breathe, they fall out of my ears. They won't stay in. They've got really good reviews as far as staying in, not falling out when you're running or working out, or uh, the sound is really good. People are really happy with them. She's really happy with them. I mean, when I get them to stay in my ears, I like the sound, too. It sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. But like I say, all I have to do is take a, a breath, and oh, they fell out of my ear. So, But I have seen uh, there's a company on Amazon that sells these little, they're very thin, like black skins. And I think uh, Dave Hamilton was the one that mentioned these, that you slip over the ear pods. And it doesn't matter whether the, the air pods or the regular ear pods that help hold them in your ear. And then there's also a thing that there's a little hook that you can put on them to help them stay on your ear, too. So, Which almost defeats the purpose. Yeah, it does, but... I because mean, I have wireless um, individual ear pods, you know, earbuds that I use when I'm at the gym. And what's great about it is you just put one in one ear, one in the other, and you don't have to worry about the cords getting stuck around your neck or your arm mm-hmm. accidentally grabs onto the, you know, to the earphone because you just were doing arm raises and you caught yourself. It's, they're really, really, it's, it's great. But because my ear canals are shaped differently, like the left is shaped differently than the right. I'm always trying to push that left one back in. If I move too much, I'm like popping it back in. So I don't know. And, and doesn't seem like it's the kind of item that you can try on at an Apple store. Yeah. As opposed to a watch or... Right. You don't want to share earwax. Yeah, so it's like um, a crapshoot. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people love them and brag about them, but it's just not my thing. I've tried to give the earbuds, the Apple earbuds, a shot, and they don't 
fall out, but they feel like they're going to fall out. And it's just, it drives me nuts. So I just, I just can't wear them. It's just too hard for me to do. No, mine, mine, I've tried both the, the original earbuds that they came with the iPods and all that, those things. I put them in and before I turned the music on, they had fallen out of my ear. Yep. The air, the ear pods, uh, not, not the AirPods, but the ear pods stay in long enough for me to draw a breath or two and then they fall out. So mm. I don't know. It's a pain in the arse. If you want to be completely honest though. Mm-hmm. And I always, and just for that reason, I prefer either on ear or over ear hands. Like when right. I'm upstairs, I use the uh, skull candy ones I have are on ear and they just sit over my ears, but they're wireless Bluetooth. They're perfect. They do everything I need them to do. Yeah. And I've mentioned on here before, I, I like my bone conducting. and I ordered a new set because the one I got is fine, but they had a little button over here that you push when you want to pause things. And that's getting a little harder to push because I'm doing it several times a day because all these damn people want to come up and talk to me all the time. And I have to be somewhat civil and I want to hear what they say. So I push it because I can't listen to music and talk to somebody at the same time. I just don't process that well. So uh, and I, I got a deal through a home shop network where if you sign up for their credit card they'd knock uh 40 bucks off because it's their 40th anniversary so i got what would be 99 dollar um uh aftershocks uh titanium uh ear uh bone conducting headphones for like about 50 bucks or something like that or 55 bucks so i thought that wasn't bad because i'd use the crap out of them and i'll get my money's worth out of them yep that's good I, i i like that too i've been tempted to try those but i just haven't yet so it's kind of expensive just to try in case I don't like them. So. Right. So Mike has a rather interesting pick. He went off the reservation, but it's really cool. It's, it's really geeky, and it should bring happiness to people because who the heck don't like pancakes? Um, okay, there's always got to be one and one in the crowd, so okay. Well, you can watch. You can just be you can be amazed at the geekery of this, even if you don't like pancakes. And so this is the name of it is the Dash Pancake Bot 2.0 Pancake Printer. So what you have here is your your basic griddle, and then they just put a uh, uh, a th- um, a flatbed printer over it with uh, you know your uh, bar that goes back and forth, your little canister with pancake doses. Motion arm, yeah, there we go. So basically, you can just sit there, and I, I just didn't, I just saw it, and I didn't de- uh, dig into it too far. So I don't know if you can program your own patterns into it, or if it has a select bunch that you use. But um, it'd be kind of neat if you could hook it up. Uh, oh, it says compatible uh, with uh, Windows seven through ten and Mac OS X. So uh, apparently, you can hook this up to your. Uh, your computer so you can draw things in the, in the picture here they show a picture of uh they're making the eiffel tower and you can do you know you can print out i guess whatever you can decide to print uh you can do and it looks kind of interesting you have these cartridges that you put in there and it'll just uh squeeze the pancake dough out uh, as as needed and but i thought this is just kind of cool it was kind of neat and we were looking for i was trying to help my wife find something else on uh, this is through HSN and uh, trying to help her find something else. I came across this. I went, hmm, what's the limit for this week? Well, hot damn. This came on at $399.95. So it's about a nickel under. Um, I it's went, $299.95, well, not $399. Or $299. Yeah, it was. 
Uh, but the special price today, a hundred dollars off. So it's two ninety nine ninety five. Yes. Uh, and what? And what was your? What was the limit? Was it two ninety? Three hundred. Yeah. So I'm a nickel under. Two ninety nine. You nickel backed away. Nickelback. Uh, ho, ho, ho. Uh, okay. Um, have you listened to Nickelback yet, Kevin? No. Okay. Uh, just checking. Anyway, but yeah, that's my pick. And it's, it's like I say, it's kind of neat. And if you just want to, you know, make yourself happy by, you know, uh, drawing pancakes, or if you wanted to draw pancakes of, you know, maybe people you don't like, then you just sit there and pour syrup on it and stab their face and eat them. You know, whatever makes you happy, whatever, you know, deals, uh, you know, relieves your anger issues or whatever. So um, I just thought, and I thought, hey, this is really geeky and really kind of fun. No, I like it. I like thinking outside the box as you did with this. So, very cool. I don't know that. I don't know that my wife would have the patience to try to flip one of these pancakes that they fancily printed. Well, this is true. Well, outside the box or outside the bot? Ah, ah, you bought me there. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, pun t- pun time. When it when the puns start to flow, it's time to go. That's that, that's what yes. we like to say. Mm-hmm. So why don't we start with the uh, the nicest person in the room and let her tell us where you can find her other places. You're talking about me, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mike's <laughs> checking. It's you. <laughs> I'm at Sensei Dai on Twitter and 3geekyladies.com. There we go. Makes it nice and simple. And the letter and three is spelled out. So just Three is spelled out. There you go. Michael, where can people find other your meanderings? Um, well, I got my plug in early. You can go over and see me on uh, Sci-Fi Tech Talk at SciFiTechTalk.com. Uh, and we just got done, and it'll be released here because we got a few backlogs. So we got a few. Uh, but today we recorded Barbarella. And so if you want to hear us uh, talk about a, a misogynistic, uh, you know, sexist uh, piece of sci-fi crap from the 60s, uh, go have a listen when it finally comes out. But otherwise, you can... Um, Follow me on Twitter at DSC Tripman, or I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. That's wonderful. If, if folks want to find out more about me, you can see most of my meanderings and complaints and otherwise death threats to the weather uh, on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Or if you go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder, you can see links to other crimes or atrocities I've committed online. If you want to find out more about the show, go to geekiestshowever.com. And reviews and comments and iTunes are always welcome. And i like to thank everybody that takes the time to do that. We really do appreciate it. Well, folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you this week, even with all the trials and tribulations we had to actually get started because I was being held captive by the captain. So, folks, please remember one thing. Between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. Hey, Siri. Could you read the Three Geeky Ladies promo script? Sure. Elisa says, Welcome to the Three Geeky Ladies podcast and introduces Suse and Vicky. Suse says, Hello everyone. Vicky says, Hi. Elisa, want to know how we feel about the new Apple product? Suse, what about the iOS camera? Vicky, or the MacBook Pro update? Elisa, Suse, and Vicky in unison, then, listen to the Three Geeky Ladies podcast. Siri, 
The Three Geeky Ladies Podcast on the MyMac Podcasting Network.